for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified podcast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Max. How's it going today, Max? I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. It's been, I was almost concerned that this podcast wasn't going to happen because we got a really bad rain and my oh, power no. was out. And so normally that's not an issue because I can just plug go to my laptop and plug my phone in to get the internet and whatnot, but I, it just wasn't working, but luckily power came back on and internet was stable. So we were able to make it work. So I'm actually jealous of you. I miss the rain so much. I don't even know the last time I saw rain here. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, to be fair, the, it, for a while it hadn't, well, I've, for the last uh, three months, I've been down in Florida and it rains all the time there. Yeah. But while I was down in Florida doing what I was doing there, it was, there was like a drought here in Texas and there yeah. was like no rain. So it's like this rain that we're getting now is much needed. And yeah, of course it comes at the weirdest times, but you know, right. it, is, it is what it is. But yeah. first off, I want to thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. I know thank we tried to do having. this last it was monday right yeah last yeah i think it was last monday last monday but scheduling you know it is what it is oh um, yeah. <laughs> but i'm really excited to have you on and uh uh chat with you get to know more about you and your music it seems like you've had a really busy 2021 so far and it's yeah. just a little over half over so yeah well thank um, you for having me absolutely absolutely so before we kind of jump into your new music what you got going on uh, what's kind of your background? What got you into music? What what got you started? Um, so when I, I've always loved singing and performing like as a really young kid. Um, but then when I was around like seven, I started, I got a little like keyboard mm-hmm. and I started writing my own songs. And then I started like throwing little like performances in my living room, basically. And I just loved singing and performing. And that turned into like going to karaoke bars. I don't know why I was allowed to do that at like eight, nine, 10 years old and go sing at karaoke bars, but I did. Um, And then I got into voice lessons and it kind of just like snowballed. But when I was like 10 years old, I was going through like a lot of personal stuff with my mental health and my dad and his side of the family. And I fell in love with horseback riding. So I kind of, I didn't fully like forget about music, but I was definitely more dedicated to the horseback riding hobby. And that lasted for about eight years. And I like took that very seriously. And one day it just like, wasn't, fulfilling me anymore the way it used to. And I was like, I need to go back to music. So I started getting back into lessons and singing again. And I started writing and I met this 
producer who I've actually been working with since 2018. And we've written all of the songs that I've put out um, together. And I just like, I was like, this is it. Like, this is what I want to do. I knew that it felt right. And it was just what I wanted to stick with. And now it's my entire life. <laughs> gotcha. And you're in California now. Are you born and raised Californian or where are you from originally? No, I'm originally from New Jersey and okay. I lived there until I was 10 years old. Mm -hmm. And um, my mom uh, got a job offer out here and we were kind of wanting to leave New Jersey anyway. So we like just got up and left. Nice. Nice. So do you still consider New Jersey your home or is California just kind yeah. of? I mean, California is home because this is like where I live 24 yeah. seven, but yeah. I always say like, I grew up in New Jersey yeah. and that's like, it definitely feels like home. Like I go and visit my childhood house almost every summer <laughs> and it, yeah, it feels it. I have so many memories there and I have family there. So Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. So you had brought up that you started learning how to play music on a keyboard. Yeah. Uh, who Do you remember who got you the keyboard or how that was kind of? It's so weird that you're saying that because I was like, when I was saying that, I was like, I don't remember getting that keyboard or who got it for me or when I got it. Like I just, it was just in my house one day. Like, I don't remember the story behind it. Um, but my mom and I probably just went to, I think actually, I think what happened was my uh, voice teacher told me it would be helpful for me to get a keyboard and start like learning chords and like singing with it and mm. stuff like that. So I think that's what happened. I got a keyboard and she also asked me to get a tape recorder. Okay. And which is so weird to me now because now everything's on my phone, but I had like a little gray tape recorder <laughs> that like I had to, it had like three buttons and it was like skip play and record and that that's so weird to me. And I still think I have it somewhere nice. and it has all my little warmups on it and everything. It's so cool. Do you remember the uh, first song you learned how to play on the keyboard? Um, yes. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was dear John by Taylor Swift. <laughs> and I played it all day, all the time. <laughs> it's probably on the tape recorder. Probably. Yes. yes. That's funny. at least parts that's, of it. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you'd got, or you play, started learning how to play on the keyboard, um, playing Taylor Swift songs, I'm assuming yeah. since yes. dear John was the first one you learned. Uh, and then what was kind of, or what was the transition to go into horseback riding? Um, well, I started doing that when I was like, I think I started lessons when I was six and it wasn't consistent or really like taken seriously. But when around the age of like nine or 10, I just really started struggling a lot with my personal life and my mental yeah. health and all of that. And I found that like, whenever I would go to the barn, not, I didn't even have to ride the horse. If I was just around that energy, mm -hmm. I felt so good. Like my anxiety was gone. I had really bad OCD growing up. That was like completely gone. All of my stress and anxieties were just like 
non-existent when I was around the horses. So that's where I wanted to be 24 yeah. seven. And it just kind of grew into what I did every day and to keep me sane. And then I don't know, I started working on myself a lot and I didn't, I, I don't feel like it was like my only like sanity or mm. my own, the only coping skill I had anymore. So it wasn't like I needed it in my life so much. And it, it's a lot, like it's a lot to do taking care of horses and riding. Mm. And it just got to be a lot. And I was like, I want to be an 18 year old and I want to go to school and I want to do music and mm. all this. And my mom was like, okay, well you pick the two most expensive hobbies that a child could choose. So you yeah. have to pick one of them. And yeah. I was just like, okay, I'm going with music. And I still visit the horses and everything, but right. I definitely, it, my body's like, happy to have a break from that yeah absolutely so um if you don't want to talk about this feel free to say let's move on to something else but um what i've recently come to realize that mental health is very important to people and i just kind of want to talk about that for a little bit uh if you're okay with it and i know i was kind of going through your website i know your uncle was a big help with Mm -hmm. your mental health and stuff. So can you kind of, as much as you want to explain what was kind of going on and how he helped you? Yeah. So, um, I was abused in like a lot of different ways as a kid and that actually kind of was part of the reason why we moved Mm -hmm. away from New Jersey. Um, just a lot of like childhood trauma that, I didn't know how to deal with and it affected my body actually. And I didn't really know. I just had like all these health issues growing up and, um, that caused me to have a lot of eating problems and my weight was really low at times. And I just became really unhealthy because I didn't really know how to handle these issues that were coming up. And, um, it was just like getting really bad. My depression was getting bad. Anxiety was crazy bad OCD, like all this stuff. And I was on medication for a while. And when I turned 17, I was like, I don't really want to be on medication anymore. It's making me feel like really numb. And I want to like deal with my issues instead of just like numbing them and like getting by. So I stopped taking medication and that kind of like revealed a lot of stuff to me that I think it was hiding. Mm -hmm. Um, and once that started coming up, it started showing and my uncle was kind of like, let's do this. Like, let's heal you. Let's, let's start fixing your, yourself um, and not like pushing it away. And it was hard. It was really, really difficult, but he was, he took my hand and he held it and he walked me through a lot of scary times and moments, but I, I definitely got a lot out of it. And I feel like I'm in a way different place now. And I understand myself a lot better now and like how my mind and body works and what it needs. And it also like led me into 
writing songs about what I went through. And that's what a lot of my songs are about my dad and what I've dealt with after like, um, dealing with him Mm -hmm. and what that left me with and, um, things I've experienced and how I overcame them and all of that. So it kind of like, I don't know, the music and the trauma kind of met each other and then like helped me out of it in a way. And that's why I'm so passionate about my music because it, Mm -hmm. it saved my life. Yeah. So is it fair to say that music came back into your life, like right at the right time? Oh, Uh, for sure. For sure. And was your uncle kind of pushing you back towards music or was he just trying to help you figure out what it is? No, he was, he was always just like, whatever you like, he didn't care what I did horseback riding music or whatever. But once I started writing songs, he was like, you should start writing about your, your stuff, like your Mm -hmm. trauma and your mental health and all this, because you're going to be able to relate to a million people. It's going to be a way to heal yourself and you're a good writer. So do it, put it out there. And what at first I was like, who wants to hear about that? Like who wants to listen to music about abuse and sadness and all of this stuff. And then I put out my first song, no good at love, which is about abuse I went through. And that's everyone's like favorite song. And I was like, Oh, okay. And I don't know. I just kept doing it. And now people like yesterday, I got this message from this girl on Instagram and she was like, I just listened to your song for the first time. And it literally saved my life. Like I was depressed. I was anxious. I was not in a good place and you make me want to live. And I was just like, what? Like, are you kidding me? It's like the coolest feeling in the world because I've been there and I have people that have pulled me out of it. So I know what that feels like. And for me to be that person for someone is just, it's absolutely mind blowing to me. It's the coolest thing ever. That's got to feel absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, It's kind of interesting that you brought up, you were questioning if people would actually want to hear the music that you were writing about abuse, depression, and stuff like that. When you listen to Taylor Swift and a lot of her song, iconic songs are like these very powerful breakup songs that are very much sad and, you know, all that stuff. So that's kind of an interesting, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I was just thinking like, is this too heavy? Is it too much? Am I, am I being too open? Because Mm -hmm. I am a very open person. Sometimes I wonder like, was that a little too much? Should I have not said that? But I've come to the realization that like everyone's going through something. Everyone has their stuff that they go through. So yeah, maybe that was not like, maybe it was something that not everyone just like comes out and says, but they probably relate to it in one way or another, or Mm -hmm. to an extent, or they've heard it before. It's not like you're a crazy person. Like everyone deals with mental health issues and struggles and stuff. So why not just be open about it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So you'd brought up no good at love, which was your first single that you released. Yeah. Uh, Was that the first song that you ever wrote or did it just happen to be? No, actually that was, a pretty recent song that I wrote. I wrote that song in like the middle of quarantine when that was all happening. Mm-hmm. Um, my first song I ever wrote with this producer um, that I have all my songs with is Lover Boy. And that song I released, I think that was my third release. 
Okay. Third or fourth. Yeah. I was going to ask, that was, that was kind of my question. I was leading into that question. Do you remember the first song you ever wrote? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first song I ever wrote was actually when I was, I think I was seven. Okay. And (laughs) it was about, it was about, okay. I had this friend who would like steal stuff from me all the time and then lie about it. And I am like, I don't know what it is. I'm the most honest person ever. Like sometimes it's an issue that I'm so honest, but I cannot tell a lie. So who do lie. I have a really hard time being around them. Like it, it, angers me when people lie. I just don't understand it. It's not my thing. So I have a hard time with those kinds of people. And she was stealing and lying from me. We were also like seven years old. So it's not as big as it felt then, but I wrote this whole song about her and it was like, all like, why, why are you trying to hurt my feelings? Why are you trying to break my heart? You're stealing my stuffed animal hamster. Like what's the deal? (laughs) Um, but it was called why, oh, why? And I wrote it when I was eight or nine, I think. <laughs> nice. That was my first song. Yes. You should revisit that song. Just the name of I it. I do sometimes. I do. I have three <laughs> songs that I wrote when I had that keyboard and mm-hmm. I would like perform the, oh no, four songs. And I would perform them. And I have this little like binder of them and I still have it. And every once in a while, I'll bring it up. And just revisit it. See if it's yeah. worth, see if it's worth doing anything with yeah i actually wrote this one song when i was in fourth grade about this guy that i had this huge crush on in my class and actually i think he like ended up hearing part of the song because i when i have a crush on someone i make it so obvious i don't know why i do that but i do um and everyone knew that i liked this guy And I wrote the song about him and I would perform it to my family who was like friends with him. And my one cousin, like still to this day, she brings up the song and I'm just like, can we like, just let that go now, please. But that's very good for that. They are so good for that. That's that's so funny. It's not bad. I I don't mind it. (laughs) uh, I love that story. That might be the best story I've heard. (laughs) because I can relate to that on so many levels. Like I, I grew up in South Chicago and anytime I go home and I visit like all the family friends, they're like, Hey, do you remember when you were 12 Right, (laughs) and you did this? And it's like, yeah, 20 years ago. Can we let that go, please? Yeah. Can we let that go now? (laughs) Yeah. So that's so funny. I can relate to that on so many levels. Yeah. (laughs) So um, let's go ahead and uh, switch over to your most recent single. Yeah. Um, What's kind of the story behind it? Um, How long have you been sitting on it? You know, stuff of that nature. Yeah. So that song was actually inspired by something that like actually happened in my life recently. Um, So after doing all of my healing work with my uncle, he informed me or taught me that um, forgiving and letting go is a big part of the healing process. Mm -hmm. So when I first started working with my uncle, I was like, there's no way I'm ever going to be able to forgive my dad or my abusers for what they did. And like, I am only ever going to be scared of them and angry and sad. And like, I'm never going to 
feel strong enough or brave enough to forgive them. Like how can that happen? Mm -hmm. But surprisingly it did. And, um, I'm trying to think, I think it, I can't, I think it was last summer. Um, I, yeah, it was last summer. I decided I was going to go to my dad's house after not seeing or talking to him for 10 years Mm -hmm. and forgive him. Um, and I did do that. And that's kind of what thank you for that is inspired by. Mm -hmm. And it's basically a song about saying, yes, you put me through all of these awful things and they could have ruined my life and just made me fall apart and broke me completely. But instead I'm going to take it and make my life out of it and Mm -hmm. write all of these songs. Like, thank you for giving me stuff to write about. Thank you for making me so strong. Thank you for teaching me all these lessons. So now I can go out in the world and share them with other people and help other people. So that's pretty much what that song is about. Thank you for what you put me through because it made me who I am today. And I'm proud of that person. Gotcha. So it's kind of like not a backhanded compliment, but a it's some yeah, it's yeah. it's like a positive middle finger, I guess. Yes. In yeah. a way. Exactly. That, that exactly. was I was sitting here, I was like, wait a minute, what's the what do I want to use? The positive middle finger. That that's yeah, a, exactly. Exactly. That's the that's the feeling. Like that, you okay. suck, but thanks. Yeah. I'm going to take it and make something good out of it. Yeah. I'm not going to let it destroy me. Like a lot of people would let it do, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's really awesome. So the name of the single is thank you for that. It's been out for just a little under a month. I want to say, right. Yeah. July. End of July. You released it. Yep. All these months are starting to run together right now. It's just like, Wait, I was actually, she's going to kill me for saying this. I won't say her name, but one of my cousins, um, we were driving the other day talking about like COVID and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And she was like, Oh my God, it's crazy. It's been like, it's been almost like two years. Right. And I was like, I think so. And we were just like calculating in our head, like when everything started and like how long it's been going on for. And she was like, wait, did we have March, 2021 yet? And I was like, you're kidding me. Really? You're asking me this right now, but she doesn't like remember the days of the week at yeah. all. Like she's just like, what day is it? What month is it? I don't know what's going right. on. <laughs> well, I had a similar moment because I went out to Roswell, New Mexico to visit a few friends of mine. And I was sitting at my buddy's couch and his wife came walking in and was like, Oh, hey, don't let or he was talking to him. He's like, Hey, don't let me forget. We need to get uh your we need to get the kids lunch is ready for Monday because they go back to school. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, what month is it right now? Yeah. And I'm like, and he just looks at me. He's like, no, they're just starting school super early right now. Like I was like, cause I remember like the end of August is when we always started school. Yeah. I started in September in New Jersey. And that's what he said. He said, or he was like, I started after labor day so yes. it was like this is all weird to me too and i'm like okay i'm not going crazy but i had that moment too where it was like wait what month is it they literally start like mid summer here it's so weird my friend texted me the other day and she was like i'm going back to school isn't that weird and i was like what like summer just started what are you talking about it's so weird yeah it really is and then um college is starting to come back because i went to before we jumped on here i was over at target and i was like 
wait a minute, it's college move-in weekend. Like all, you could see all the freshmen just kind of running around with their parents, not far behind them. But hey, don't forget the toilet paper. Don't forget this. Yeah. And I'm just sitting here, I'm like, oh, you guys just want to go get drunk, don't you? Like yeah. you just like, see I it in their face. They're like, ma, go away. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't need toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let me go get a case of beer and leave yeah, me. That's all that's I need. <laughs> so funny. That's so funny. Uh, so, um, thank you for that. Are you working on a music video for it, or is that something you've kind of explored as an option for your singles? Music or videos? I love doing music videos, but they end up being really, really expensive. Yes. Um, very true. So I'm trying to, I do want to, I trust me, I have music videos in my head for all of my songs, Yeah. but right now I I'm kind of putting them on hold to focus on like putting my music out and like just preparing some other stuff with writing and mm -hmm. my other songs and stuff like that. Um, but eventually I would like to have a music video for that song. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And like I'd mentioned earlier, it's been a really busy 2021. You've already released uh, four singles, right? Four or five, yeah. four, and then one last year. Um, yeah. What's kind of the plan moving forward? Are you working towards an album? Are you just kind of staying in the singles realm? What's kind of the plan? So I do have an album. I basically have an album um, yeah. to put out, but I, what I'm going to do is just release them as singles. Mm -hmm. And then eventually once they're all out, I'm going to just like have it as an album on the platforms. I'm pretty sure that's what I'm going to yeah. do. That's what I've been kind of advised to do. Yeah. A lot of people have like, every time I say, Oh, I'm dropping an album. People in the industry are just like, don't do that. Don't drop an album, yeah. just do singles. Like you're going to regret it. So I'm just like, okay, enough people have told me not to do that. So I'm going to listen to them and not do that. I mean, in theory, they're not wrong. It just right. depends on what your plan is. And exactly. this is kind of what I've come to realize is if your plan is to tour and play live shows and do all that, like do a lot of live shows, you yeah. want that hard copy album. So when you're right. at the merch table, it's like here, you don't send them the Spotify link. You want like right. an album. So, yeah. but if it's, that's not really your plan, you just want to record release and do like one-off shows, you know? Well, the plan is to start doing live shows mm -hmm. and I think I'm going to start doing them in September. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. I mean, you know, you never know like what can happen Yeah. whenever. So that's the plan as of now. Um, but it could change. Oh yeah. I, I mean, if, with everything going on right now, like yeah. there could be no live shows next week. Like, I know. Like, I know. Let, let's keep yeah. it honest here. Um, yeah. given that you're kind of looking at doing live shows, what does a max live show look like in your head? Um, well, in my head, I like to, I picture it like at the Staples Center. So oh. there's like props and dancers and choreograph uh, choreography and a huge um, crowd of people and everything, but um, we're not there just yet. So um, I just like to be as animated as possible on stage and really like express the song how it is for me mm -hmm. and like include and involve the audience as much as I can I like to just like be as alive as I possibly can on stage 
Gotcha, and gotcha. performing is like one of my favorite things in the world. So I like to have fun with it for sure. Gotcha. So do you see your, um, your live shows being more at like clubs or do you, do you see yourself doing like bar shows where it's a little bit more reliant on a band? Um, I've done kind of both, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. I don't mind either. I'm open to performing anywhere and everywhere, but I think, I think I'm more, I like to have like a couple band members with me. Um, I think I prefer that. And like having like a track playing in the back too, um, to have like all of the sound. Yeah. So you you want to try and recreate your album as authentically as possible, but as realistically as possible as well. For most songs. I mean, there's like my song breaking out that can be a very like solo at the piano type of performance. Um, Mm -hmm. but I'm still working on perfecting that to be able to do that. (laughs) Confidently. Nice. Um, so kind of moving forward, where are you at creatively right now? Are you kind of always writing or are you more in the recording process? Where are you kind of at right now? I'm kind of in the, I'm in the middle. I'm, okay. I, I'm doing both. Um, I still have a couple, I think like two or three more songs I have to finish recording mm-hmm. for this like album that I have. Yeah. Um, but I already started writing for the next album and I like, I'm constantly writing just on my own, whether it's I'm in the shower and I get a lyric in my head and then I like run out and like type it on my phone or I'm sleeping or I'm just like hanging out and I, something comes to me whenever something comes to me, I start writing it. I never like, just like let it go away. Um, but I also have been like doing writing sessions with my producer in mm-hmm. the studio and stuff like that. Gotcha. You kind of just answered this question, but uh, what is kind of your creative process when you sit down to write music? Yeah, usually I, it either just like randomly comes to me and mm-hmm. I'm just like, Oh, that's a cool lyric. Let's like make a song out of that. But more than that, I like have something that's like, I'm just like, I need to like get this out of me and I like choose to write about a specific topic, whether it's like, um, something that I went through or or a boy that I was talking to that like didn't work out or someone that I'm really interested in or a memory that I had that was traumatic for me, Mm -hmm. like whatever I feel that I need to write about, I usually like, I'm like, okay, this is it. And this is what we're going to write about today. And that's usually how like a song forms, but it's always different. Yeah. When you're writing, do you find it's easier to get things out if you've already got a like tune in your head or do you find it easier if you've already got like a lyric or chorus in your head? I'm definitely more on the lyrical side Mm -hmm. than like the music and production side. Um, I'm very like wordy and some usually when I, what will happen is I'll like start writing a song and I'll have like a rough draft of it. Mm -hmm. And then I'll text my producer and be like, okay, I have a song. Can we make it a thing? And then we'll go in and I'll like, share the idea with him and the writer and he'll I'll like have ideas of what I want it to sound like based off of like other songs 
that I like and like the feeling they had. And it probably like inspired me to write that specific song mm-hmm. that I go in and write that day. So yeah, but there are like times where I have to take lyrics out of my songs because yeah. I just write so much. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So when you, when you go in to work with your producer, that's where like you'll come in with like a, just a general concept and then he'll help him and his writer or them and their writer will just kind of help you flush it out and just make it like a thing. And then are you already going into the recording process or do you just like sit on it for a while? I usually, um, I usually sit with it for a couple of days or a week. Um, and I sing it all the time so that I know like exactly what I'm singing and how I want it to sound, um, to feel it out, to see if I want to make any changes. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, that's really cool. And so since you're kind of in the recording process now to finish off the last few songs for this upcoming album, um, what's been the hardest part about recording, especially during this pandemic when everything's like not been, I don't want to say not been real, but you know, different is the word I guess we'll use. Um, What's been the hardest part for you uh, during this entire recording process? Um, Honestly, I think, well, in the beginning, definitely like not being able to be in person. Like we were all on zoom writing songs and stuff. And that's not easy to like do at all, especially when you're working with music and like sounds get like messed up. And, um, but I think since like the pandemic started, I've been on under a lot of stress, both like in my personal life and with the whole pandemic. And it has been like affecting my voice. Mm -hmm. Um, so maintaining a healthy voice and, um, vocal health has definitely been something that's, that I'm like working at. Um, but yeah, other than that, just like finding time to be able to go to the studio has been difficult with like worrying about if everyone's healthy or not and all of that, but that's pretty much it. It's definitely gotten easier though. Yeah, absolutely. I completely understood. Um, so do you already have the next single ready? that you're want to release after thank you for that or is that still kind of i have singles ready but i haven't decided which one i'm releasing next what's kind of going through your mind as you're trying to decide the next one like what's the thought process behind it i always am like okay what am i feeling and what do i think my people want to hear from me and that's like right now it's kind of like okay do i want to put out um like a fun and light song or do I want to put out a song about being in love or do I want to put out a song about like mental health again? Like I'm, I'm just kind of like feeling out what the vibe is for my next release right now. And I, I don't know, I just haven't decided on anything yet. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. Like, I mean, you're, you've just released a single, so you're not really in a huge rush, but it's always nice to have. And the fact that you've got options of what you want to release. So that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, I actually am waiting on uh, a song to be finished right now. So that could be a possibility. Okay. um, Cause it's like one of my favorite ones. So depending on how that sounds and how I feel once that, once I hear it, 
you got to You're just kind of, you know what it sounds like, but you just got to hear the finished product before you yeah. can be like, I yeah. got you. And we, cool. Like I've actually been sitting with this song for at least a year, definitely over a year, but I'm not sure how much over, but, um, so I've been like, I love this song and I know it so well, but we, I recently went and re-recorded it and we added some stuff to the production. So I, it's going to sound a little bit different, but it's the same song for sure. Yeah, I got you completely understood. So outside of music, when you're just kind of looking for some alone time or to escape from everything, what are some of the hobbies? What are some of your hobbies? You still go out and see the horses. Like what do you kind of yeah. do to get away from everything? Every once in a while, I'll go and see the horses. And that's usually like why I go to like calm myself and like get away from like city feeling and um, just like reconnect with myself and the horses and reground myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, usually it's the horses or nature, um, the beach I've been going to a lot lately. I love going to like I like woodsy areas like mm-hmm. forests and stuff. I'd like to be around the trees and like, I don't know, it helps me breathe good. So yeah, that, and also I love lately, I've been loving going to the gym and like really working on my health and stuff like that. So yeah, I just like to like, I like to feel like I am treating myself with love and do things that make my like soul feel good. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's funny, you brought up, you like being out in woodsy areas and all summer or every, or all year long, I find myself sitting out in my little back. I live in an apartment and there's like a little back deck that isn't much of a deck. It's just like a little deal, but I live off a dry riverbed that's covered in trees. And I just I love-, love sitting out there just because it feel feels fresh out there because yeah. You know, and you could see like cardinals and blue jays and just like all this cool stuff. And it's like, reminds me of going camping as a kid. Yeah. And it's not quite the same, but it's right. cool stuff. So. Yeah. No, that's how I feel. Like my cousin and I have been going to like Griffith Park and there's so many like spots in there. Like it's huge there. Um, but every time you go there, it's like, where am I? Like, how is this still LA? Like, I feel like I'm in the middle of like, I don't know. You're out in the the redwood forest or something. Exactly. It's really cool though. I love that. I can be like in the city where everything's happening and where I need to be, but then also like be so close to beautiful nature like that. Yeah, absolutely. So you uh, you like living in LA like I know LA's got like this weird lifestyle that some people can get behind some people can't and you know they they move there and it's like okay cool I tried I'm going back home yeah I actually did that I we went back home um in 2000 I think 16 going into 17 my mom and I moved back to New Jersey because we were like, we want to be near family. We want to be near the beach. We want to be like in our cozy little small town. And then we spent eight months there and then we're like, no, let's go back. We came all the way back to LA. But um, after doing that, I just like had this realization that yes, LA is crazy and like has its, pros and cons but it's where I want to be right now I don't know if I'm going to be here for the rest of my life but 
it's definitely like the scene I like to be in right now, but I don't really live like so much of the LA life. I don't don't really think I don't go to parties or really out much. Um, But I definitely was like into that at one point. Um, Mm -hmm. But right now I'm more into like grounding myself and feeling good in my body. And Mm -hmm. that's been been going to the beach and the park and being in nature. Yeah. You know, you brought up something very interesting that I just kind of wanted to touch on really quick, knowing that when the when okay, so you're living somewhere knowing when it's time for you to leave is very important because uh, there's a lot of people that they they'll grow up in a small town and they'll think that's where they have to stay because right. their family's been there for generations or whatever. But at some point you're going to outgrow the town or you're just going to not vibe with the, the feeling of the town and it's going to be time for you to go. And you just got to come to that realization. I came to that realization 12 years ago when I left the South side of Chicago, my dad's coming to that realization, you know, so it's just something that you brought up that it's cool that you're aware of. Yeah. And yeah. So it's funny you said that because I never really like have talked too much about that mm-hmm. but I like have always thought that like I can't imagine staying in that town for the rest of my life like there's I could couldn't even do it for the 10 years that I was there like yeah. by the time we left we me and my mom were both like itching yeah. to get out of there um but it's still nice to go and visit and I mm-hmm. I will always love it. Like it's a huge part of me yeah. and my childhood and I love going there. Um, it's just not a place for me to be 24 seven. Spend extended amounts of time there. Exactly. Exactly. Because it's funny. So I left South China, South, the South side of Chicago in 2009 when I went away for school and I went back a few years later and I went to go visit my old friends, like where I used to work and stuff. And I walk right. in and the vibe there is so negative and down yeah. and just like, oh, there's no future here. I'm like, why are you guys here? Like, yeah. if this is the so vibe. It gives me anxiety sometimes because I'm like, you have no plan of leaving here. So like, what does your life look like in the future? Like, yeah. that scares me. Like, it's just the same thing all yeah. the time, every day. Yep. Like, I don't know. That freaks me out. Yeah. Oh, it, it freaked me out then. And I was like, and this is why I will never move back here. And yeah. then, then all my friends started realizing what I was talking about. And right. one lives and moved a few hours away. One moved across the country. So it's just like, right. okay, you guys get it now. So. Yeah. You have to be ready though. You're right. It yeah. has to be like the time where, cause then you're, you just feel like you're floating and you're out of place and yeah. you don't know who you are, or what you're doing. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the things that we like to do on live and amplified is we like to help cultivate the next generation of musicians. So as a young musician yourself, what advice do you have for the young, young person out there that wants to become a musician or they're just starting to learn how to play music and want to take that next step? What advice do you have for them? This is going to sound so like basic, but don't give up mm-hmm. um, because it's very intimidating, especially when you live in a place like L.A. or New York or somewhere where there's like a lot of people trying to make it in some way. 
there's going to be a lot of competition. There's going to be a lot of comparing. Um, there's going to be a lot of people that you think are better than you or have more potential or whatever than you. And you have to stick to yourself and be true to yourself because there is no one that is ever going to be like you and do your own thing. Like, don't try and be Ariana. Don't try and be Taylor Swift. Don't try, like you can take parts of them and help, they can help you be inspired and find yourself, but be you and write about what you want to write about. Like don't hold back because everyone's writing, everyone's putting music out, everyone's doing music. So just as authentic and real and unique as you can be, like put that out there. Don't hold back. Yeah. And then what's the, what's one piece of advice you got what going through, like, as you've been playing music, what's one piece of advice that you've got that's uh, really stuck with you? Um, probably don't compare yourself to others mm-hmm. because I would do that so much, especially when I was like, I went to a music school in from in like 2018 and 2019 before COVID happened. And I was just like, I was one of the youngest people there. And I just like saw all of these amazing, talented people all the time. And it was just in the beginning of going there, I was just like, I don't even, I shouldn't even be here. Like, this is not, everyone's so much better than me. And one day my um, vocal teacher at the time was like, you have to stop like comparing yourself because you're only going to bring yourself down and doubt yourself more. And then you're going to lower your confidence. And like, you just have to like block everyone out and do you and like go forward, just focus on yourself and go forward. And I just like made this promise to myself. Like I'm not going to compare myself to others or judge others or myself in this situation and just keep focusing on myself. And I definitely have to like redirect myself sometimes and be like, Hey, you're comparing yourself to her or him and you're getting off track and you're getting distracted and you can tell that it's affecting you because you're not feeling good about what you're doing. Cause you're focusing on another person. So I, that's something that I, I think about all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I don't want to keep you too much longer cause it is Sunday after, well, I guess technically it is Sunday afternoon for you as well. I was sitting here trying to yeah. do math of the time difference, but right. um, <laughs> uh if people want to check out your music or check out any potential upcoming shows, releases, stuff of that nature, or just reach out to you in general, uh, where's the best place for them to do that? So um, pretty much everywhere. I'm either just Max, M-A-X-X, or Max.Nice. And my last name is N-I-E-S. But the best place that you can find me is probably Instagram. And on Instagram, I'm Max.Nice. And then in the click the link in my bio and it brings you to all of my socials and my website and the music and all of it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Social media. Interesting topic real quick. What's yeah. uh, you said you're most active on Instagram. Why do you think it is Instagram that you're, you're really drawn to right now? Um, I have like a few little fans on there that I've like built a relationship with. So I try and like talk, talk to people on there as much as I can. That's also like the platform that I has been growing the most. Um, 
and yeah, I'm just on there the most. I don't know. <laughs> I have found, I have found myself to be on there a lot as well. Like it's just, yeah. I've started incorporating the stories into like just putting out there. Like yesterday I was watching football and I was like, Oh, do you watch American football? Who's your team? Right. You know? And I just put it up on stories and, you know, yeah. like all the different I things. Think, I think it's like the best and easiest place right now to like connect with other people. And there's just a lot of stuff you can do on Instagram. Like you can shop on Instagram at yeah. this point, you can go live, you can ask questions. It's a good way to like build relationships and interact with your yeah. fans and people that follow you. Yeah. I think what's holding Instagram back just a little bit, and this is way off in the weeds is they need to make it. So it's easier to use on your computer. And not so much be 100% mobile. Like, I mean, you can definitely use it on your computer, but it's just like viewing. That's a good point. Yeah. So just my food for thought, Facebook. No, I agree. That's, that's actually smart. I'm so, sure that will happen sometime in the near future. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it will. Um, so are you using like TikTok and all that stuff as well? Or a little bit, but I'm not like a TikToker okay. at all. Um, and I don't really do the dances. I kind of like when I'm scrolling through TikTok, I just like save sounds and ideas that I like. And then yeah. I'm just like, oh, I'll do that later. And then if I'm bored, I'll do it. I usually go on TikTok for a good laugh. Like I've because I yeah. go on there for like all the dark humor and all that stuff. And it's just like, yeah. okay, some of these people are very funny. So no, same. Like I can get into, uh, I can get into TikTok for sure. <laughs> I, I don't like posting to it because I don't have that personality, but right. I can consume TikTok like nobody's business. So I have to be in a TikTok mood to post on TikTok. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah. I want to thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. Before we leave though, I have to ask you the most controversial question in America. Okay. Pineapple pizza, yes or no? I've never had it. Okay. So you can't <laughs> so say one I way. Can't, I can't judge. I okay. can't judge yet. Well, so. the fact that you've never had it means you were brought up right because <laughs> okay. no true pizza lover would actually introduce pineapple pizza. Okay. No but my best friend in the entire world does love pineapple pizza. So I don't okay. know. I mean, I'm not, I would try it. I would try it. I'm down to try anything, anything. I think. Um, but it's not something I'm dying to try. That's for sure. <laughs> gotcha. I wasn't sure how you were going to answer that question. Cause I know you grew up on the East coast, but you've lived on the West coast for so long and yeah. West coast people are weird about their pineapple pizza. So it is <laughs> what it is. So. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I've never like really had the desire to do it. Try fair. it. Very fair. But once again, thank you so much for jumping on. Really thank appreciate you. it. It's been an absolute blast chatting with you. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we will catch you guys later. Yeah, thank you. Cool. We awesome. are... Stop.